Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, good morning, Molly. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Oh, I'm living. How about you? Same, same. We're excited for this class. Yeah, welcome in, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. We'll kind of let everybody trickle in and tune in. But while everyone's doing that, jump into the comments. Let us know where you're tuning in from, what branch of service you served, uh, how many years you served. If you're a VACI veteran, um, you know, give your coach a little shout out in the comments. Uh, and we'll, we'll see how many states we hit uh, during this Facebook Live. I always love seeing where everybody's tuning in from. Yeah, I do too. Maybe there'll be some Utahns out there today. Maybe. We'll see if there's any Wyoming. <laughs> Usually isn't, but we'll see. Maybe today's our day, right? There's a Cali. There's Rick from California. He's a little close, a little closer to me anyway. <laughs> yeah. Air Force. Thanks for your service, Rick. Sparks, Nevada. Kevin, Nevada. I've, been to, I've been to Sparks. There we go. U.S. Navy. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining this morning, everybody. Looking forward to giving the class today and and hopefully answer some questions here at the end. So, Don from Texas, U.S. Army. Thanks for your service. Thanks for joining us. Oh, a lot of Navy this morning. I love it. Yeah, for some reason, the, the last few Facebook classes that I've been on, the Navy has kind of taken over here. I mean, I might be biased, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, a lot of Army, too. Awesome. Yeah, I think Ned, I see U.S. It. Army. Yeah. Hey, Willie from Miami, Florida, Army. Cool. Welcome, everybody. If you're just joining in, go ahead and put in uh, the branch you served in, the years you served, where you served at. U.S. Army, Puerto Rico. I was stationed down in Puerto Rico for about four years, Fort Buchanan. So welcome, Osvaldo. It's beautiful there. Yeah, it was It was amazing. It was probably the, the best four years in my Army life. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We were stationed down uh, near New Orleans. Um, for a little bit. And that was, that was great. That's the first time that I had ever been in like the Louisiana area. So yeah. a bit humid and a bit hot in the summer. Uh, but in the winter, it was, it was great. Oh yeah. It was so <laughs> Actually nice. Actually snowed yeah. twice there when we yeah, were stationed really? down there. Yeah. The whole place hmm. shut down. I think I was the only one that actually knew how to drive in the snow. Um, being from Michigan, <laughs> but I didn't trust anyone else driving in the snow. So I stayed home. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I, I was pretty fortunate um, to be stationed in some nice warm places. I was down in Panama for a couple of years and went to Puerto Rico for four years and San Antonio. So I got kind of spoiled with the warm places. But now I live in Salt Lake City where it's 20 something <laughs> degrees today. So I'm paying the price now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, awesome. Amy, wife of a Navy vet living in Delaware. I am also a wife of a Navy vet, so welcome. Thanks for tuning in. You'll hear us say this a lot, a lot, a lot, but you need a lot of support when going through this process and getting the disability that you guys deserve. So I'm so, so happy that you're joining, Amy. Hopefully pass, pass this information along to, to the veteran. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Another Puerto Rico, Alfredo, U.S. Army. Welcome, Alfredo. More Navy people. What's going on here? Come on, Army. I know you're out there. Ah, more more uh, spouses of veterans. I love it. Liz, my husband was in the Marines. 
Marines, Coast Guard, and Navy. Wow. And wow. Wow. Wyoming National Guard. That's awesome. Thanks for joining us, Liz. Welcome, Jonathan, VFW service officer. Thanks for what you do. <laughs> Tony, sailor yeah. to <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Nothing better to do. That's all right. Come on, sailors. Join in with us. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you all for taking the time today to, to log into this Facebook Live class. Molly and I are, are your hosts today. So we're going to be talking um, about limited use um, of joints and things today. So if you guys have questions, you know, be sure to, to post in the chat there. We probably won't get to every single one of them at the end, but we'll do our best to do um, answer as many as we can. So if you want to, Molly, um, you can go ahead and kick it off and introduce yourself and, and uh, then I'll come right behind you. Okay. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so like I mentioned, I am the proud wife of a Navy veteran. Uh, my husband and I actually found a VACI on YouTube. Um, you know, we found Brian Reese on YouTube, and we just started to watch all of the videos and really start to understand um, what we needed to do uh, to get him what he deserved. And then I realized, man, if he's struggling this much and he's the smartest man I know, there have got to be other veterans that also need help with this process. And Lo and behold, I was right. And uh, a year and a half later, here I am. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you being here and part of the team. Um, I think we joined VACI pretty close um, to one another. You may have been in the class, I don't know, behind, right behind me? or I think I you think were so. the class yeah. behind me. Um, yeah. So we've kind of been here about the same amount of time and, and have learned so much um, since I've been here at VACI. It's it's just uh, it baffles me to to know that veterans out there, um, you know, even, you know, whether you've been out for 30 or 40 years or you've been out for for one year, five years, it doesn't matter. There is so, so much information out there. Um, and VA Claims Insider has so many tools and resources available um, to kind of help guide you through that that crazy process. Um, a little bit about me. I joined the Army in, in 1988. I probably just dated myself um, a little bit. Um, spent 26 years, you know, in the Army. Finally called it quits in 2015. Um, retired. Started off, you know, doing all the, the crazy fun stuff that every young little boy likes to do, and, and that's blow stuff up. So that's what I did for my first, you know, few years in the service. And then uh, I switched over to military police done that for a few years, um, had an awesome gig as a, as a personal security detail for a, a two-star general that was responsible for all of Latin America. So I got a great opportunity to travel, see the world. Um, once I finished that, got into recruiting, spent my last 10 years in recruiting command, which was uh, a challenge but a reward at the same time. Um, when I retired, I was sitting um, – at 30%. And, and I didn't know anything about the VA claims process. I walked into the VA, sit down with the DAV folks, handed my stuff. And they're like, okay, we'll get back to you. And then I got a letter saying I was 30%. thought that that was all I was ever, ever going to get. Didn't even know I could get anything else um, until I came across VA claims insider, joined VA claims insider as a client. Um, and they helped me with uh, getting to 80%. So I'm thankful, um, learned so much, was awarded the opportunity to apply for a position here. Um, it worked out. I'm here. I love what I do. Um, coaching vets, helping vets understand the process um, of their VA claim is just I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything better. This is, this is like my calling, right? Like, you know, all vets, I hope that if you're new here, if you haven't signed up with VA Claims Insider, um, take the opportunity and at least, at least do the 30 minute, you know, discovery call and see if it's something that, that may benefit you, right? Because it's, you know, it doesn't cost anything at all to, to do that discovery call. And if it's something that, 
that you think may work for you, then, you know, you'll get assigned a coach when you sign up and, uh, you know, we'll get you on your way. So excited to have everybody here today. For sure. For sure. Yeah, definitely sign up for that free 30 minute uh, discovery call before we jump into the nitty gritty details of the topic, as well as, you know, if you do sign up, what is VA Claims Insider? What is the elite program? You know, uh, I'm going to run through the disclaimer really quick. So bear with me for a minute. Uh, we are not accredited agents, VSOs, attorneys, or any other entity recognized by the Department of Veteran Affairs, the VA, and we are not affiliated with the VA in any way. VA Claims Insider is an education-based coaching consulting company for disabled veterans exploring eligibility for increased VA disability benefits and who wish to learn more about that process. VA Claims Insider also connects veterans with vetted independent medical professionals in our referral network for medical examinations and independent medical opinions and IMO for a wide range of disability conditions. Awesome. Thanks, Molly. And as we're going along here in today's class, um, you'll see some links pop up um, at the bottom of the screen. So you can you can save those links if you want. I'm talking about the elite program with VA Claims Insider and kind of some of the things that you get when you do um, join VACI as an elite member. Um, you'll, you'll have a, a specific coach signed to you. Um, and, you know, there's... 50 coaches, I'm thinking, roughly around there. Um, yeah, I that, think right around there. there. At VA Claims Insider. So you're more than welcome to go to um, VA Claims Insider website. You'll, you'll see all the coaches on there. You can sign up um, with me or with Molly um, or with any of the other coaches. They're all great. They're all awesome. They're here to help you get through the process, okay? You'll get that one-on-one -on -one coaching, Um where that coach will sit with you and kind of develop a strategy, talk about, you know, the education, the resources, the medical evidence that you may need um, in order to have a successful claim. Um, they'll help you with the claim submission. Now, however, we here at Coaches at VA Claims Insider do not um, um, submit your claims for you. However, we will coach you and help you if, if it's been a while. Because I know back when I retired, um, I didn't do any of those things myself. The DAV did that for me. So when I joined VA Claims Insider as a client, heck, I was lost. I had no idea about VA.gov, about submitting claims, how to do it, how to upload things. I can tell you, Molly, my computer skills are down. Thank goodness I had a coach because they helped me through it all, you know, and, and we are, you know, um, a company that is is all computer based, right? So, um, you know, everything can be done online through our website. We also offer um, CMP preparation, which is important, right? Because I think a lot of times when when veterans go to filing claims and they draw those CMP exams through the VA, a lot of times you just don't know how to go into those things, right? I, and I kind of remember looking back at it now. Um, you know, when I when the when the DAV did submit those claims for me, going to those appointments is is really vague in my mind, and and I didn't have any coaching on on what to do or how to even go about it. I think I just went to it, came out of it, and was awarded thirty percent, um, and that was it. You know, um, however, if I don't know what I know now, um, things would be way different. Um, and, and even, you know, seven going on eight years since I retired, um, I've gained a lot of knowledge and experience, you know, when it comes to submitting those claims. So also another thing that we offer as an elite member are the live Zoom classes that we do each week, um, which are super helpful. We have a lot of, a lot of veterans join those each week um, where we talk about the mental health exam preparation classes that we give the medical exam prep classes that we give. Coffee with Coaches um, is another class that we do every single morning that you can join um, as an elite member, which is super awesome. It's super laid back. It's it's a, it's kind of a forum where all the veterans that are elite members kind of join up in the mornings. We drink coffee, orange juice, whatever it is, your beverage of choice, um, and we just get together 
and, and visit. Sometimes we'll talk about the claims process. We'll talk about CMP exams, needed medical evidence for your claim, whatever. We talk about football. We talk about cars. We talk about hunting. We talk about whatever. And it's just a great atmosphere, I think, right? It's kind of that place where vets kind of go to start the mornings, um, which is something I think a lot of vets miss, you know, once they get out of the service and they and they're not around that that camaraderie that they had, you know, while they were in the service. Awesome. It's an awesome place. Sometimes Brian Reese will jump in, surprise everybody, and everybody gets to bombard him with questions. And uh, <laughs> Terrell, he'll jump in once in a while. So it's kind of fun um, to kind of, you know, join everybody in the mornings. Another one is the new group orientation is another class. Um, one big one, Molly, that maybe you can touch on a little bit is, is the women's Wednesday group. I've never joined it. I'm not allowed to, um, but maybe you can kind of touch, you know, for the, for the women in the group here that have joined Facebook live and kind of talk, touch on that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Women's Wednesday. It's just a specific class where women, you know, women veterans can get together and it's a smaller class. So sometimes women specific uh, conditions or, or, or stuff like that or issues or questions that they might have, they don't want to, you know, go into the, the larger group and, and ask those. Um, and sometimes they'll have like a male coach. Um, and, and the women's group is a really great place for them to talk to all of the female coaches in VA Claims Insider. So it's really just a safe spot for you to ask uh, women-specific questions in terms of condition, claims, um, what have you. So it's a really, really great class. But all of these classes, too, I always tell my veterans, this is because we're an all-online company, you know, it can sometimes feel a little bit, um, you know, like we're, we're really far away. We're really distant, you know. But in these classes, this is really where you can feel the VACI family or the community um, because, because we do. We just get together and... And we, we talk, we, you know, we, we share things, um, you know, in, in coffee with the coaches, a lot of veterans, as soon as they win their claim, the next morning, they will be in coffee with the coaches, sharing their win and celebrating together. So it's, it's a really, really cool thing that we offer here at VA Claims Insider because, because we are online and sometimes we, we can feel really far away from each other because um, we are, we're all over the world. Um, but this is really a, a really great class Um you know, that we offer that we can kind of feel a little bit closer at least once a day. Yeah, I think that's awesome too, right? <clears throat> when you talk about vets that have joined um, as elite members and being able to join those classes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, even being overseas, right? That You know, being, being an online company like that, you know, it, it just gives them the opportunity to, to get that that community vibe or that camaraderie that they were missing. <clears throat> we have vets on there from Mexico, from, from Philippines. And, and I'm just trying to think of some um, from Europe that, that join on there, you know, and I know it's all times of, diff, you know, different times of the day, but they're on there um, every single morning. And I love it. And, and I can tell, you know, just by their, their um, demeanor and how they, how it makes them feel you know, which is awesome. I, I love it. I love it. And I see one of my old vets on there joined in Willie. Um, good morning, Willie. I hope you're doing awesome, brother. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit um, today about limited range of motion, motion and loss of use. So um, I know orthopedic things are, are conditions that a lot of veterans suffer from too, right? So and, and sometimes it can be tricky. And we're going to kind of touch on some of those things, you know, in this class today and um, talk about a little bit about the CMP prep stuff um, and hopefully get to most of y'all's questions. If you're new, you're just joining, um, welcome aboard. We're getting ready to kick off the topic of limited range of motion, loss of use. Um, so um, if you have questions, put them in the chat. We'll try to get through them there at the end. And um, if Molly, if you want to go ahead and kind of kick this class off, then we'll we'll get this thing rolling for y'all. 
Yeah. So like Chuck mentioned, we're going to talk a lot about limited range of motion, range of motion CMP exams and kind of tips and tricks that we that we might be able to, to give you prior to an exam like that. Um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about loss of use. So if you have a limb that you you cannot use, we're going to kind of go into a little bit of, you know, amputations, what what the rating criteria looks like, kind of examples of it. Um, and then, yeah, we'll definitely get to those questions. But limited range of motion. So when we're talking about limited range of motion, what conditions are we talking about? We're pretty much narrowing it down to literally range of motion. So anything that has range of motion. So whether that be your neck, your, you know, we're going to play like head, shoulders, knees, and toes right now, um, like your elbows, shoulders, anything that has movement to it and has a joint to it. That's what we mean by range of motion conditions. Um, and that's what we're going to, that's probably if you do have a neck injury that you sustained in the service or that another service-connected condition caused, you know, that primary versus secondary um, conditions, you know, we're going to talk majority about orthopedic conditions and because and, those are the ones that are probably going to need a range of motion exam. Um, and then again, we're going to kind of talk about tips and tricks on how to prepare for those exams. Um, you know, so you feel prepared and you feel confident going into those CMP exams. Yeah, and those CMP exams, Molly, those things can be tricky sometimes when it comes to, to range of motion. And, and I've done several, several claims, um, not only myself, um, but have kind of coached vets that, that I work with um, through the orthopedic stuff. And and the thing, I think the, the very most important thing when it comes to the orthopedic conditions and, and getting ready to go into that CMP exam is the discomfort, right? And talking about, you know, we've always been trained and, and molded our whole lives in the military to push through the pain, you know, and, and I know, you know, probably 20 years ago versus today, um, soldiers, Marines, airmen, um, you know, all of them have been pu have been pushed to, to get through the pain and do the task at hand. So whether that's doing, you know, physical fitness in the mornings, whether that's doing um, your job, your basic job duties, um, you know, and, and when you say, you know, bend over, if your back is bad and, and you are stretching or whatever, when you start to bend over, there's a point where you feel the discomfort. However, your mind has been trained and taught your whole life. Okay, yeah, I feel this pain. However, I still got to get down to touch my toes because that's what they want me to do. Okay, so, you know, when you when you roll into these CMP exams, you know, for and I'm just using the back as an example. But think about this as, as if it's your elbow, if it's your shoulder, if it's your knee, your ankle, whatever the joint is. You got to keep this in mind that when you go to that CMP exam, you're not there to prove to that CMP examiner, hey, look, I can bend over and touch my toes. It hurts, but I can bend over and touch my toes. Um, you know, and I just went through a CMP exam myself, you know, not too long ago um, on my back. And and when I went to the CMP exam, you know, they had this little tool um, called a goniometer. I think that's how you say it. Um, but it's like a protractor thing where they kind of measure, you know, how far you can flex your elbow or how far you can, you know, reach behind your back, you know, um, things like that. You know, they didn't use that for me. You know, when I, when I went in there, most of the time they do, however, it doesn't mean that they, they will. Um, you know, and when I went to that CMP exam, the doctor was sitting behind the desk and had me standing in front of his desk. He's like, okay. I'm going to have you bend over at the waist um, and I want to see how far he can bend over. He didn't measure me. I guess he just eyeballed it. And, you know, he's probably done it for years and can probably say, yeah, it looks like 30% or whatever, you know? So when I, when I bent, when I started to bend over, I went really slow. And, and when I got to that point where I kind of started feeling that discomfort, you know, in my back, that's when I stopped. Um, and I told him, hey, this this is where I feel the pain in my back right here. Um, and he's like, OK, stop. Stand back up. And I kind of stood back up. Right. Um, I probably could have been over a little more and suffered through the pain. However, I wanted them to know, 
exactly where I started to feel that discomfort in my back. And this goes for all joints. This this goes for your your, your knees. <clears throat> you know, if, if they tell you to, to squat down, you know, when you start feeling that discomfort, that's where you need to stop and say, hey, look, this is this is it. This is where I start to hurt, you know. Um, and, you know, I think that's pretty big, you know, when it comes to CMP exams. And, you know, did I know that back in 2015 when I retired? No, I probably went in there, you know, and just suffered through it and said, oh, yeah, it hurts, but I can still go a little bit further. Um, which I've learned, you know, through through the VA claims insider process, like that's not the right way to kind of go about business. You know, they, they need to understand where it is um, discomfort to you. So um, kind of keep that in mind, you know, when it comes into to the CMP exams and the pain, the pain is is subjective, right? That doctor doesn't know your pain um, or my pain when it comes to whatever they're having you do. Unfortunately, the VA rating criteria is not based on your pain. Um, they don't, they can't tell you, you know, well, it seems like, you know, you, you remember when you was a kid and you had the, the little smiley face and then they had like 10 smiley faces that kind of turn into frowns. The pain you know, scale. Yeah, the pain scale thing, right? And, and say, hey, where are you at on the pain scale? Well, I'm down here on this end, the super frowny face. Um, so that's kind of how I went into that CMP exam, you know, at the last one that I, that I did have on my back. Um, another good thing, um, tip to kind of remember when you go to these CMP exams is to maybe wear um, like slip on shoes, right? Because you don't want to have to bend over, tie your, untie your shoes, take your shoes off. Just wear some, I call them flip flops where I'm from. Some people call them slides or, or slippers or whatever, right? Um, so maybe wear a pair of those. That way you can kind of kick those off, you know, and, and, uh, do whatever they're going to have you do so that you're not having to bend over. Because yeah, um, you're going to push past your pain point to take off your shoes. You got to take off your shoes. That's right. So if you know that you're going to have to go all, you know, all the way down to take off your shoes and that's going to cause you pain. And then when they ask you, you know, what your range of motion is and you aren't able to get all the way down there, you know, and so, so know that going in and you can even practice at home too. So a lot of veterans just know like, Hey, you know, I can't reach down and touch my toes, but they know exactly where their pain point is, you know? And so if you don't, and you're like, Hmm, I wonder what my range of motion is practice at home. Um, before, before you go and have a really good understanding of, Oh, okay. This is where it really starts to hurt. Or this motion hurts more than this motion. Um, you know, so practice at home and know what to expect. It's really hard to prepare effectively for something if you don't know what to expect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And talking about the, the measuring of, of like, you know, the flexion and the degrees and things like that, that you can bend a specific joint using that goniometer, which they should use. They didn't use it on me. However, um, how did that doctor know what the percentage was, you know, or the angle that I could bend over to determine that rating, right? Um, so kind of keep that in the back of your mind too when you go to those CMP exams. If, if that's not used, you know, I felt like going into that exam that I had that I had a really good CMP examiner. He really seemed to like care showed empathy, you know, towards me. So I felt, you know, even though he did not use that, that he was kind of leaning in my favor to help me through this process too. So, you know, I could have probably went back um, and reported like a, you know, a bad CMP exam and kind of went through that process of reporting that um, and talked about, you know, hey, how does, how does he know the degrees that I could bend the specific joint, you know, on my shoulder or my back. He didn't even use a, a goniometer to determine, you know, the percentage. So how did he yeah. come up with that rating criteria that he used to give me that rating? Um, however, it turned out, you know, it turned out to my advantage and, and I, I came out of it well. So I didn't do too much about that. Um, you can also, you know, if you're familiar with the 38 CFR, um, that thing's a Bible to the VA. So you can read through that search what you're you're looking for in there when it comes to the rating criteria joints are, are kind of one of those things that i see sporadic um across a lot of different vas um you know as far as percentage ratings for for joint things you know i kind of see anywhere from like 10 to 
40 roughly um, yeah. when, it, when it comes to, to orthopedic conditions like that. But if you have any, any questions, that's a good place to do some research is 38 CFR, dig into that thing. Um, and, and that thing has everything that you're probably ever looking for. Another good thing to look at too is, is on our VA claims inside our website, um, we have the blog, okay? Um, and that blog, man, I use that thing daily, daily. Uh, and there's so much good information in there. You can just simply go to the, to the VA claims insider.com website. At the top, it says for veterans by veterans. Click on for veterans and you'll get like a drop down menu. Click on the blog and you'll have a search bar and type in anything. Type in whatever you're looking for. Type in headaches, type in, type in knee pain, back pain, whatever. And it'll give you a whole list of, of articles to kind of read through. You can kind of determine, you know, based on, on your symptoms that you have, kind of that percentage rating that you may be falling in or you, you should be falling in, okay? And then if that blog doesn't answer your question, down at the bottom of every blog, it will actually tell you how you can sign up for a coach, how you can sign up for elite mastery discovery call. So if your questions aren't answered in all of the free resources or anything that you can, you can Google, reach out to us. This is a confusing process. If it was easy for you guys to get what you deserve from the VA, VA Claims Insider wouldn't exist. This is why we exist. This process is harder than it needs to be on you guys. But we are here. We're claim experts and we're here to help. So reach out to us. Do that free discovery call. Uh, sign up with Chuck or I or any of our fabulous coaches and get the help and hopefully get the disability rating that you deserve too because it's free. It's free. Um, there's not a fee for VA Claims Insider until, in the elite program, until you get an increase on your disability. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's the website posted there for the 30-minute um, discovery call. doesn't cost a dime. Call in. Talk to one of the, the um, folks there that, that help you get signed up. They can kind of walk you through the process. If you feel like it's not for you then that, that's okay. It doesn't cost you a dime. So, um, you know, it's a great, great company, um, great education, great resources, a coach at your fingertips to, to develop a good strategy with. So please, um, if you haven't yet, at least do that. You owe it to yourself to do that. I didn't know that VA Claims Insider was even a thing. Um, until two years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, this places like this exist. And I started digging in and jumping in and checking out the website. I didn't know it was real. I thought, it, I was like, how is this place real? You know? Um, yeah. And my coach took me through the process. And I tell you, if, if it wasn't for VA Claims Insider, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, I'm thankful for everything that they've done and taught me. And, and I just want to pay it forward to the next vet because every single one of you deserve, um, deserve it and excited to help you through this. So please, please just pick up the phone one time and just make that discovery call. And it's not for everybody. I've had vets that, that I've set up strategy calls with that joined, you know, and, and then as we talk kind of more, um, you know, there's a lot of vets out there too that are really, on top of it, you know, and have gotten themselves, you know, from zero to 90% by themselves, maybe. Um, so, hey, if it's not for you, that's okay. You can always come back to us if you need to down the road. So that's okay. Yeah, I always tell veterans, my number's not going to change. I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, if we're not ready, if you're not ready to join right now, keep my number, you know, call yeah. me, call me when you need me. Um, and I'm, I'm here to help. So, I got to give a quick shout out. I see somebody from Utah, Banderson 5676 from Harriman, Utah, right down the road. Hey, welcome. Awesome. Awesome. I don't think anyone, I don't think I saw any Wyoming uh, veterans in here. No, I don't see anyone. 
one of these days, one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> Our population's really small, so yeah, the odds are not in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we want to we want to jump back into the topic a little bit more, um, and then we will get into those questions. I see that we have a lot of questions in there in there right now, um, but we want to talk a little bit about loss of use. Um, you know, and and by this we mean we mean quite a few things. This could be immobilized joint, um, you know, loss of uh, reproductive organs, loss of sight in one eye, deafness in both ears, but also amputations. And so we wanted to kind of go through kind of different categories of amputations, what we mean by it, and then give you kind of a taste of how they how the VA rates uh, these type of conditions. Um, and so the four categories for amputations in particular um, are arms and hands, legs and feet, ribs and parts of the jaw. Um, and, and there's more too. Um, and if you really dig into that 38 CFR um, for a specific condition, you can you can probably find more specific information, um, you know, if you if you do fall into one of those other categories. But then there's also two different types. There's traumatic amputations as well as amputations by surgical removal. Um, and then just to give you kind of a general idea of the rating, um, the rating criteria, and this again is through the 38 CFR, um, you know, 100% uh, disability for amputations in, is including the shoulder. And I'm just going to go over the upper extremities because, I, like I said, we'd be here all day if I went through all four categories. Um, so we're just going to stick with the upper extremities. So a 100% disability for an amputation is an amputation that includes the shoulder. A 90% um, disability for an amputation um, is of the entire arm is amputated from the top of the humerus down. Um, and then if the amputation is below the shoulder, but above the point where the deltoid attaches to the arm. Now we're going to get very technical into, uh, we're going to test your guys' um, knowledge of the human body here. Um, so if the amputation is below the shoulder, but above the point where the deltoid attaches to the arm, then it is rated 90% for the dominant arm and 80% for the non-dominant arm. So you can really kind of tell how specific these rating criteria can get. Um, and, and this can be really confusing. If you just go into the 38 CFR blind, not really knowing what you're looking for, you might get overwhelmed really quick. And again, that is why we're here. We're trained on the 38 CFR. We know our stuff and we can really try and simplify it for you. We have a lot of resources. Like Chuck said, the blog is really good um, at really simplifying down the rating criteria directly from that 38 CFR. Um, so use us. You know, we are here to answer questions and to try and simplify this process so you can get what you deserve. Um, and then, you know, for for 80 percent, amputation is below the deltoid, but above the elbow on the dominant and the non-dominant is 70 percent. So I don't want to bore you with all the rating criteria. Like I said, I could be here for hours explaining that. Um you know, but then I also wanted to kind of go over the special, uh, like the principles that apply. Um, so you might hear um, special monthly compensation or SMC. So, you know, special monthly compensation specifically for amputations is amputation of the hand and the foot or or more may qualify for additional compensation from the VA. That's what special monthly compensation is. So you want to know this stuff because if you deserve not only the disability, but then also the special monthly compensation, that's money that you're not that you're not getting and that you deserve to get. So all of these little things, these special uh, things that apply, and you really need to know what you deserve in order to get it. Most of the time, no, nothing is going to be handed to you, or it's not often that anything is handed to you through the VA. You have to fight for it. No one should care more about your own disability than you. And the only way that the VA wins is if you quit. Let that simmer for a minute. <laughs> so if you've yeah. been denied, if you've been denied, um, or if you're not starting the process because you're afraid of getting denied, the only way the VA wins is if you quit. It is up to you to get what you deserve. Yeah, and I think sometimes too, Molly, like having, you know, being an elite member here at VA Claims Insider, um, sometimes you need that extra push, right? And I think... Um, you know, a lot of vets have been through this process for many, many years, and it's super frustrating, okay? And, and you know, I think having that coach, that personal coach um, with being an elite member is that motivation for you. You know, I, I've, I've had a few vets that, that maybe have gotten denied in the past, or maybe they've gotten denied with a claim that we filed together. 
However, you have to keep pushing along. You know, those denials are going to come. Okay. But the good thing about it is when you get those denials, you know, I've heard Vest be like, yeah, I just threw the thing away. I threw it in the trash, you know, the denial letter. But, you know, most of the time that denial letter is going to show you what you're missing and what you need. Right. And then just go back and we file a supplemental claim or we file a higher level review, whatever the process is that we're going to take. Um, and the next thing you know, it comes back approved, right? So you got to stay in there. You got to have a good group of, of people. And I think, you know, with the classes that we offer um, during the week and that camaraderie, just hearing those veteran stories is enough to keep you motivated to keep going. Okay. And, and touching back on the SMC stuff, that's, that's a whole nother class. And I, I think we do offer a class um, that talks about SMCs and things like that. But that special monthly compensation, a lot of folks don't know about. Um, but, you know, it's out there too. One thing too is, is talking about pyramiding, right? Um, a single condition can only be rated once. However, if another condition exists that is additional to the amputation condition, not simply caused by it, then it can also be rated. So, you, you know, you may have something that, you know, due to the amputation that you have, causing other issues, right? And, and then can be secondary to that. So you can file another claim on that as well. Um, other conditions I'm just gonna touch on real quick that fall under kind of the loss of use um, is loss of reproductive organs, um, sight in one eye, deafness, inability to communicate by speech, loss of breast, both breasts, mastectomy, radiation treatment. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of information when it comes to to this specific topic that we're talking about, whether it's limited range of motion or um, limited use or um, loss of a specific, you know, limb or eyesight or hearing, there's, there's so much. I think, you know, to decipher it all in an hour class is, is super hard, but always keep in mind um, the resources that you have here at VA Claims Insider and, and the tools that you have, you know, if you if you just joined up, you know, take a look, call the 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 um, VA claims number, do the thirty minute discovery call, see if it's something that is going to benefit you, right? Because we all, you know, all veterans kind of are in a different range. There's some people at ten percent that maybe have been sitting at ten percent for twenty years um, that have kind of thrown their hands up. You know, you deserve this. All of you all on this call deserve it. You know, and we're here to help you. Um, so, you know, I think the average that, that we normally see when, when vets join us is about 30%, at least at a minimum, 30% increase, right? So, you know, even if you join us, you're at 10%, um, the tools are here. We'll get you what you deserve, okay? But you got to take the time, call that discovery, you know, do that discovery call, see if it's for you. If it's not, fine. If so, Sign up, get yourself a coach, and let's get you all moving. We're just wasting time. And I wish I had, you know, thank gosh that I found VA Claims Insider, you know, in the amount of years. I mean, heck, it had been seven years before I did anything from the initial time that I was, you know, rated at 30%. However, I've had vets that have been at 10% for the last 30 years. Now's the time. Now is the time to get yourself going, okay? And we can help you, all right? So please, sure. please take the time and, and do that discovery call. I always tell my veterans, this is this is not just something that you have to do and you have to check off, you know? This, this can be life-changing money. So to give you kind of perspective a little bit, so, so my husband started at, you know, 10%, which is around 150 or so, you know, a month. So it helped us with groceries. It was really nice, you know, um, helping us with groceries. Now he is much higher and his disability can cover our mortgage. So that is the difference. You know, working for over two years to get what you deserve can be the difference than just, you know, great, I have a spare $150 to pay for groceries versus helping us pay for our house. That's life-changing money that you deserve to be compensated for disabilities that were caused by the military. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, when you talk about not only the compensation, right, that's, that's helpful 
for you, we're not only changing your life, we're changing your whole family's life, right? Yeah, when you when you sure. think about it like that on how many lives are changed, it's not only you, it's your family, right? And and whether it's the compensation, whether it's the education benefits that you and your family get, you know, if you reach 100%, you know, depending state by state, uh, property taxes, like all of those things are so life-changing for a veteran's family. It, it just... It, it, it's crazy, you know, and, and yeah. I and I don't want anybody on here that's joined this call today, sit back and be like, hey, I don't know, just do the discovery call. Okay, I promise you, if, if it's something that don't work out for you, that's okay. You can move along, you know, by yourself. And I tell vets that all the time. Sometimes I'll, I'll get a vet up to 70, 80, 90. And they're like, well, I think I'm going to try to do the rest on my own. That's okay. That's okay. We'll always be here for you. No matter what, if you, if you, you know, leave VA claims insider and you go back to trying to do something on your own um, and it's not working out, heck sign right back up. It's okay. We're here. We're all a family here and we're going to take care of you. I promise you that. For sure. Let's jump into these questions. You can tell that yeah. Chuck and I are very passionate about what we do, but let's jump into those, yeah, those I think questions. My blood pressure, my blood pressure <laughs> just kind of shot up. I started getting excited. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. Um, okay, so let's do uh, Carlos. You say, hi, when I do a secondary claim, this is um, this is automatic by the rating person if they know it's secondary. So so when you when you submit your claim, it's going to have a question that asks you something like what caused this this condition? And that's where you can indicate whether it is a primary condition or a secondary. There's going to be a couple options. One is going to be that that condition was caused um, by an event or an exposure in your military. That's a primary condition. Um, a secondary condition would be, you know, that this condition was caused by another service-connected, keyword is service-connected. So if you're already service-connected for a condition and that condition is causing another condition, that would be a secondary, but definitely make sure that you know the difference and know what you're looking for when you're actually submitting the claim, because that's where you indicate that secondary. Yeah. And, and one good, another thing to touch on real quick, Molly, on, on this one too, is, is Molly hit it, hit the nail on the head, right? Um, when I did have my CMP exam, um, and, and believe me, not all CMP examiners are, you know, your best friend trying to, to help you. Okay. Um, however, I did get one of those great CMP examiners. And when I went um, on my back and started kind of talking about the radiculopathy that I have, like in my legs and my feet and how they kind of go numb, um, you know, I, I spoke of that during that CMP exam and that CMP examiner automatically added that onto my, my claim without me even having to go back and file a new claim for radiculopathy secondary to my back. Okay. Most of the time you do, you have to have that diagnosis and then go back, file a new claim secondary to whatever it is that you're filing it for. However, make sure that you speak of those things and those symptoms that you have during that CMP exam. And you may get it added on there just like that CMP examiner did for me on, on my radiculopathy. So keep that in mind. Um, just the CMP, you know, tip and trick. Make sure you open up, talk about it all, talk about everything you're experiencing, you know, because you may go in there for your back, but that back's causing other issues, you know, for you. Make sure you open up and talk about those things, okay? For sure. Great point. Uh, I see another one, Willie. Um, let's see, Willie Sanders uh, filed 20 claims. Um, you know, stemming from head to toe um, in the South, okay, in the South African oh, or South American jungle training, lost a leg. I was told it's a waiting game. Okay, yes. So, so usually, typically, our strategy um, is kind of a less, less is more strategy in terms of the amount of claims that you 
submit at the same time. Um, we don't like to just throw everything at um, at the VA and kind of hope for the best. Um, we've, we've kind of learned that that is not the greatest approach um, sometimes with with claims um, now now sometimes it does work you know if you if you have a if you have all of those documented in service um, then it, it you could definitely get service connected for you know one or two or all of those um, but usually as coaches we typically encourage veterans to stick to one to two claims at a time one to keep you focused and make it easier for you to prepare for those CMP exams because what's going to happen is they're going to run want to bring you in for multiple CMP exams. Um, and again, we're trying to streamline this process for you guys um, and, and, you know, and find the path of least resistance. So we want to make sure that all of those are also fully developed claims so that you have a diagnosis, that you know the service connection, if you have any documentation, if you need something like an independent medical opinion or a nexus. We want to make sure that there is an abundance of evidence in support of your claim prior to you submitting it for the best, hopefully for the best outcome for you. Um, so that's kind of just the strategy. Um, I hope I hope that all of them come back for you, Willie, and it's not too long of a waiting game. Um, but if, if, you know, if you, if you need help, definitely sign up and we can kind of go through one by one. Okay, what did you submit? You know, and, and how are you going to prepare for your CMP exams? If those are denied, come to us, you know, uh, you know, we'll have you upload that decision letter, we'll review it together, and we'll put a strategy together on how to service connect those conditions and get that percentage that you deserve. Absolutely. Great point. Great point. And, and like I said earlier, those decision letters say a lot. They say a lot in there. And sometimes you yep. just have to read the fine detail in those bad boys, and then come right back at the VA, submit a new claim, and voila. Yeah. Um, and I get it. It's frustrating. I get so frustrating and irritated reading decision letters. I, I understand, um, you know, the language in there is confusing. You don't know how to pick out like, what are they even saying? This sounds redundant. I, we get it. We understand. But again, having that extra pair of eyes on it and saying, oh, you know, favorable findings are the things that you did have, you know, and kind of being able to pick it apart is going to help you put together a, a good appeal or a, a different strategy on how to approach that claim and get that claim service connected. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. I see a question there from uh, Robert LaCory. I hope I said that right. Don't kill me, please. Um, if I didn't pronounce it. So I am. So I am understanding everything you're saying. Uh, let's see. Everything you're saying as I have limited range of motion while bending. I was told I have dish, probably arthritis. I also have a rheumatologist appointment soon. Problem is I've never complained during active duty service, so nothing is documented. Am I looking at a lost cause? Well, one thing about this, Robert, this is this is uh, important because I think you know, and you hear that a lot, right? Vets, you know, back when I was in the service, we didn't go to sick call, we didn't go to the doctor. If you got hurt, you got some Motrin and said, "Here, here's some couple of Motrin, take them, see me in a week." You know, if even that. You know, most of the time you just kind of sucked it up because you didn't kind of want to be labeled as that guy that, oh, he's got to go to the sick call because he's hurt, you know, and things like that. Um, so there's a lot of times and instances where it may not be documented, you know, in your, <clears throat> in your military service treatment records. Um, and that's OK. That's kind of where that nexus letter comes into play, where where um, you may need a nexus that connects that to your military service. So, you know, <clears throat> you do see that a lot. Um Another kind of example would be, you know, if a vet has, you know, rated for for PTSD or something, and maybe they have migraines, right? Um, <clears throat> then they never had that diagnosed while they were in the service. But that's okay. As long as you have a current diagnosis, then all you kind of really need to get is that nexus letter that's tying that together. So um, we do see that a lot. And, and that could be stemming, you know, I always try to look for things that could be secondary to something else. That's, that's kind of how I start the fight. When I, when I look at <clears throat> developing a strategy with a, with a vet, maybe look at some other things that may be connected that you can secondarily connect because everything is kind of connected in our bodies, right? Whether it's the knees or the feet or the back, you know, all those, the hips, all those things are kind of connected. So sometimes it may just be as simple as, 
as getting a, a, a nexus letter and connecting it. So even though you didn't complain about it in the service, that's okay. Um, sign up with us, you know, get assigned a coach, let them kind of take a look at it and uh, help you develop that strategy. And you might have a condition that your that your coach spots um, and brings up to you that could that could get you you know a, a completely different condition that could you know that could get you um, an even higher percentage of you know of disability. So that's that's what we what we want is you to you to come to us and and really hear us out in terms of strategy, um, and then. Hopefully, we'll we'll come to an agreement on that strategy, be able to pursue it, and get get you what you deserve. So sometimes veterans come in with one condition that they're just like, I want to get this one condition, and then I find you know three other conditions that 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 might get them even more of what they deserve that they never even thought about. You know, again, that second set of eyes that claims expert to take a second look. Um, you can never be too cautious and too in depth with VA VA disability and conditions. There are so many conditions, um, you know. And I know I speak for myself, but I can probably speak for Chuck too. We're always learning too. We have so many resources at our fingertips as coaches. Um, that it helps us be better coaches. And so if you come to us with a condition that we've never heard about, you can bet that we will reach out to coworkers that have been, you know, doing this for years or, you know, that used to be the adjudicators, you know, and really know that inside track, you know, and we can reach out and find that answer um, or find that resource that's going to help you. Um, so if we don't know the answer, you, you better bet that we're going to find it um, with this with this great team. Um, that we have. Speaking of great teams, Liz, Liz Bull, will this be available to share with my hubby? Yes, we have a fantastic team um, that that records this and then they will turn it into a video. They'll edit it and all that all that good stuff. And then um, in a few weeks, probably it'll be up for you know, for you guys to, to view either on YouTube um, or maybe right here on here on Facebook, too. Absolutely. And right underneath Liz, I see uh, Patriots Pet Care. Is there a time limit from retirement to make a claim? Absolutely not. You can file that bad boy whenever you want to. It doesn't matter if you've been retired for five years, 10, 30, 40 years. It does not matter. Okay. We're here to help you. And, and I can tell you, um, you know, I, I do see a lot of retired vests that, that, spent 20, 25, 30 years in the military that come over to us have never, ever filed a claim in their lives. Um, and I, I like those because those guys kind of remind me of myself too. And I'm like, oh, wow, let's get going. You deserve this, right? So, you know, everybody on this call that's watching this Facebook Live today, you all deserve it, okay? So it doesn't matter if you've been out, if you've never filed a claim or if you filed 50 claims, it does not matter, okay? Get signed up with us. Um, do the discovery call. If it's for you, join up as an elite member and get your coach assigned to you so you can stop wasting time and get this process rolling, okay? All right. I've got another question. Paul is at Stingers. Paul Stingers, um, when talking range of motion back specifically, if you hurt even standing up, how does that work? That is a fantastic question. We talked a little bit about how different the rating criteria can be in terms of, you know, the actual range of motion. So the actual degree, yours might be a, a different rating criteria that you fit into because yours is, you know, what we probably call fixed. Um, you know, if you cannot move at all, then your range of motion, in my opinion, would probably be zero. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't have any medical experience other than like a med at class in, in, in high school, uh, in college. But, but to me, that does sound like you don't have any range of motion. Um, and so that would be something to talk to either your coach about and, Hey, how do I explain this to the CMP examiner? Um, you know, if I can't move at all, I don't have any range of motion. What does that mean? What does that rating criteria look like? What does that percentage look like? That's all things that you can talk to your coach about, um, or just dive into the resources that we have on the blog. Um, you know, something, something to, something to look up in the 38 CFR is the, the back criteria and what classifies as, you know, no range of motion, um, and so on. So great question. Great, great question, Paul. Yeah, Thanks lots for asking of great, that. Lots of great questions. And we have a few more minutes here. 
Um, I see a question from Amy wondering your thoughts on opening your claim under 10 years or over two, 10 years. Uh, I'm guessing I, I think it helped me out with this, Molly. I don't know if she, if that's asking, you know, if you've been out 10 years already or. Yeah, that's how I, re I read it. Um, you know, Amy, they're like, like Chuck just said for the retirement question, there's no limit. You know, we've had veterans that have been out for decades and they and they are able to get service connected for conditions. So there is no time limit um, to to filing a claim. I know that when when you're in when we're talking specific time limits, Chuck, I believe that there's a time um, that you have to wait when you're discharging. So when you're still in active duty and you're discharging, I believe there is um, is a time frame that you that you can start to file claims prior to discharge, but that's the only real time limit um, that I know of claim purposes wise. Yeah, I think you're right, and I and I I'm kind of digging through these questions. We're at the top of the hour. Um, it's eleven o'clock, and we got to wrap this thing up. So um, again, Great thank you all. Though. Thank you all. Great questions, and, and we apologize um, for not being able to get to every single one of them. However, um, hope you all enjoyed the class, got some good information um, from it. Thank you, Molly, so much, um, you know, for, for the, the prep that you did going into this class. I appreciate it. Made it life easier. <laughs> You're so welcome. I always love hosting with you, Chuck. Um, join us next week. Um, you know, sign up for that discovery call. Sign up with Chuck, Chuck or I if you think that we'd be a good fit for you um, going forward with a coach. Um, and have a fantastic Wednesday. Bye, everybody.